So I want you to stand as we read the blessing of the Lord today. I want you to stand on your feet in Jesus' name. We're in a place of worship. And pastor's going to begin to teach you how to honor the presence of God. How to honor the presence of God. And so you're going to begin to see me bring some things into our church that we've really not done before because I really wanted to build culture and as we continue to build culture we're in a season of worship and so from now on as we're reading the Word of God I want you to stand on your feet and just honor the reverence of God and let's honor the Word of God and Father I thank you that the words of my mouth the meditation of my heart Father God let it be acceptable in thy sight O Lord it is my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Chapter, chapter number 14, the book of Matthew. Now when Jesus heard about John, he withdrew from there in a boat to a secluded place by himself. And when the people heard of this, they followed him on foot from the cities. And he went, and he went ashore. And he saw a large crowd and he felt compassion for them and healed their sick. And when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This place is desolate and the hour is already late. So send the crowds away that they may go and to purchase into their own villages and to buy their own food. But Jesus said to them, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. And they said to him, we have already, we only have five loaves and two fish. And he said, bring them here to me. Ordering the people to sit down on the grass, he took the five loaves and the two fish. And looking up towards heaven, he blessed the food and breaking the loaves. And he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And they all ate and were satisfied. They picked up what was left over of the broken pieces and 12 full baskets. And there about 5,000 men who ate besides their women and the children. In verse number 19 it says, let's go to 18 and he says, and he says, bring them here to me ordering the people to sit down on the grass. He took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up towards heaven, he blessed the food and breaking the loaves and he gave them to the disciples and the disciples gave them to the crowds. And ordering the people to sit down, said, bring them here to me. And he took the five loaves and the two fish and looking up towards heaven, number one, he blessed the food. Number two, breaking the loaves. And then he gave them back to the disciples. And the disciples gave them to the crowds. I simply want to talk about today and I want to empower you today as we move forward as a family, as a church, blessed, broken, and given. Can you look at somebody and say, I've been blessed, broken, and given. Come on, take your seats if you can. Father, we thank you for this word and we thank you that this word has already been blessed. And so, Father, in Jesus' name, have your way today for the next few moments. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. We're in a very 
we're in a very peculiar situation here. We're, we're in a peculiar situation where a lot of people might be asking questions. And what happened and what went on and why and why. But, but, but I simply want to just throw this announcement out to you. I want you to get rid of the Egypt mentality of feeling as if we've got to look behind because it may get a little hard, but here it is. The Lord already made a promise to us in January that the land that we're operating in, that it would not be easy, that it would not be hard, but it would be right. It would be right. And so I want you to remain focused. I want you to remain sober in your thoughts. And so I want you to think about this today. Blessed, broken, and given. When we look at the text today, Jesus and, and the disciples are on their way from a journey. They've just received the word that their dear brother and their comrade in, in ministry has just been murdered. He's just been beheaded by the king. And, and, and the disciples have just returned from burying him and laying their brother to rest. Uh, they've just got back and they've been on a long journey of ministering. They, they've been on a long journey with Jesus. And, and so Jesus decides that he and the disciples need to get to a secluded place to rest and so they're going on their journey and as they go on their journey they're they're preparing to rest they're preparing to vacation they're preparing to ease the load of their mind and to really deal with the with the loss of their brother the loss of John the Baptist John John the Baptist was the reason that Jesus was able to walk in the anointing that he walked in in his ministry. Uh, it was John who paved the way for Jesus and the disciples. It was John years ago in the wilderness that began to speak about this Messiah. He began to speak about his death. He began to speak about all of the things that would occur and John is now gone. They're tired, Jesus is tired and and the disciples are tired and out of nowhere in this secluded place, they look up and there are thousands of people wanting ministry. Have you ever been in that place where you were tired, you were hurting, you were broken, you were going through some things in your life and you tried to turn off your phone and at the moment you're turning off your phone, bad news hits your phone. At the moment you're trying to get some sleep, somebody knocks on your door and says, I need to talk. At the moment that you're trying to really relax and get away, people are now bombarding your door. Can I tell you something real quick? Rock Church, it's not a season where I truly believe God is getting ready to give us a break. Hallelujah. I know we're tired. I know we've been going through these last two weeks. It's been crazy, but can I tell you, we're still standing. Hallelujah. We didn't lose nobody along the way. I see everybody that's been over at Chanel. They're here today, but that's a blessing. But pastor, we're a little tired right now. I'm just a little overwhelmed. I'm just a little burnt out right now. I, I need some rest, but they're in this season of their life 
life. And the disciples look around and they're saying, what in the world? Why are they here? But Jesus takes a look at the multitude and he feels compassion. When is the last time you looked at the multitudes that are coming after you and you felt compassion in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your difficulty, in the midst of hardship, in the midst of being exhausted and tired and you've cried all night, you've done all that you needed to do. I just need a break. But Jesus said, no, 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 no. We cannot take a break right now because how can we turn around this many people? We didn't know that they were coming. We didn't know that they were going to show up. We've been asking for signs and wonders. We've been asking for the multitudes. We've been asking for God to fill the chairs. And, and now when the multitude comes, we want to turn around and say that we're tired. When the multitudes comes, we want to look at what's in our hands and begin to say we don't have enough. And so the disciples, out of their exhaustion, out of their hurt, out of their pain, out of the reality of really just I'm just tired, I can't give no more. Have you ever been in that place? Anointed people get tired. Anointed people get to a place where they are overwhelmed. Can I give it to you? The reality is, is that the church has tried to be Superman when we should have been transparent to understand that we get to a season in our lives where we become overwhelmed, where we don't want to get up and preach on Sunday, where church is just not on my mind. I want to stay at home and sit in my bed. I want to go to a basketball game. I want to do what everybody else is doing because I need some rest see we didn't pimp the people making them think that the church is always on 10 it's not preacher didn't, didn't, didn't manipulated you that he always is in the presence and that he always got a word I, I want to see you do it for 52 weeks preaching, ministering and pouring out your heart you get tired sometimes but when the multitudes are coming, what are you going to do? what are you going to do? what are you going to do? the disciples said, can we turn them away? can we turn them away? but number one, they said Jesus, why would you bring us to this desolate place? Ain't no life here. Ain't nothing going to happen here. Why, why would we come across the bridge? Why would we leave the suburb? Why would we leave 33 acres and come over to this pile over here looking at the store down the street and got a for sale sign on the building and ain't no marble, ain't none of all of this other stuff and we ain't got all of the parking. Pastor, why would you bring us to a place like this when we had it all over there sometimes your desolate place can be the greatest miracle in your life but it's how you see it it's how you enjoy it it's how you view it it's how you operate in the seasons of your life the disciples were more concerned about their own want and their own desires. Well, why can't we just do this? And why can't we go somewhere else? And why would you come all the way over here? I mean, ain't even no sign on the building. It's just a brown building. You can't see nothing. You can't see nothing. You can't see it, but thousands of people see it every time they run across the highway. Thousands of people see it every time they're riding through the airport. They're riding in the airplane headed to Hopkins. 
airport. Thousands of people see it. See, what you believe is to be desolate is full of miracles. They turn around and they say they're hungry. Jesus says, feed them. How in the heck are we going to feed 5,000 people when all we got is two fish and five loaves. Are you crazy in your mind? You brought us to this desolate place. You know that I'm already upset that my brother John has been killed. I'm tired because I've been ministering with you. We've been walking. We've been traveling. When am I going to get a chance to go to sleep? When am I going to get a chance to vacation? When? I don't know when you're going to get a break. I don't know. I'm going to just be honest with you, Rock Church. I don't know when we're getting ready to get a break, but I got to tell you something. The mark Multitudes are calling for us. The multitudes are crying out for us. Are you going to turn around and send them away? Or are you going to stand there and just say, what must I do? Jesus looks at the disciples and says, what's your problem? Jesus, I'm tired. Pastor, I'm tired. I looked at my wife and I said, you can leave me here for the next three days. And I can sleep after Sunday. So Elder Rahim, I can sleep after Sunday. But before Sunday, I got to work, I got to work, I got to work. Why? Because I wanted you to walk into a place that looked like we spent some time preparing. I didn't want you to walk in no place where you see moving boxes. I didn't want you to walk in a place where you just see the chair set up any old type of way. I wanted you to walk in and understand that it might look desolate, but there's some miracles that are getting ready to take place. We probably only got two fish and five loaves, but we're getting ready to break ground. We're getting ready to become owners. We're getting ready to change some lives. But what takes place? The disciples are hurting. They're going through. We're in a season right now. Number one, he says, give me the food. Sometimes you got to give God your desolate place. Sometimes you've got to give God everything that you have in your hand while you feel as if you're in a dry place. You've got to give God the two fish and the five loaves of bread. So he says, give me the food, mother. Not only does he says, give me the food, but he says, put it in my hand. Oh, did y'all hear what I said? Put it in my hand. Put it in my hand. Sometimes we've got to put it all in his hand. See, we didn't understand what we were preaching about in January. We didn't understand what we were preaching about in February. But March the 13th, we showed up, my God, and they put a sign on the door, a big old red sign, two weeks before Easter, the week of our 24-hour worship saying, get out, we don't want you here no more, you need to get out, you can't get in, you can't have no more service and they shut us down my God, but God said put it in my hand, he said put it in my hand, Rock Church, will you put the two fish and the five loaves in my hand, will you put the two fish in my hand, will you put the building in my hand, will you put the ministry in my hand, will you put the people in my hand, will you put the vision in my hand I know you might be crying pastor I know you might be hurt but just put what you got in my hand he blessed us to do what we've been doing for three years no trouble 
we stayed at that building. No trouble. When the temporary permit expired on last May of 2017, he blessed us to learn how to do church. He blessed us to grow. He blessed us to learn how to manage our finances. He blessed us to do two community days. He blessed us to do a 24-hour worship. He blessed us to do worship revivals. He blessed us and he gave us the opportunity to do ministry when we should have not been doing ministry. But y'all hear what I'm saying? Turn around. He blesses us. And he blessed the food. He lifts us up toward heaven. And he blessed the food. He lifted us up, Rock Church, when we gave it to him in 2013. He lifted us up. We put that piece of paper in his hand with eight members of the Rock Church, y'all ain't hear what I'm saying, sitting at a kitchen table. We put it in his hand and he lifted our two fish and our five loaves up and he blessed the Rock Church and we stepped out on a Monday night and we went into the convent for one year and then we stepped out and he blessed us at the hotel and we paid every bill on time and then we stepped out in the water and we went to 33 acres where we paid all of our bills on time. We never missed a rent payment. We never missed nothing. He blessed us but then he turned around my God and he broke us my God. He broke us in half my God. See sometimes you can't just live off of being blessed because if God can bless something and give it towards heaven you gotta understand my God that that's gonna come a breaking after you've been blessed my God he broke us my God he broke us my God people wasn't coming to church like we thought they would people weren't giving like they thought they would but he broke us broke us in half blessed the food took the bread and he broke it his body was broken for you and I his body was broken so that the rock church could live his body was broken so that we could think right and live right I'm blessed but now I'm broken March 13th he broke us y'all what y'all gonna do now that devil showed up in the rock church and told me now what you gonna do I started laughing what you gonna do now I'm broken I got people outside that can't get in I got people sitting in the sanctuary that can't get in I got some babies that are depending on the rock church to be open I got some people that need the rock church what are you gonna do now I only got my word, oh Rabbi. That's my two fish and five loaves of bread. My faith, two fish and five loaves of bread. My confidence, my two fish and five loaves of bread. My trust, two fish and five loaves of bread. That's all I got. My worship, two fish and five loaves of bread. How you gonna break us now? See, how you gonna break us now in the midst of stopping a young man from killing himself? Two Sundays after that, they shut us down. But see, y'all understand, brokenness is the best place that you can ever be in your life. Uh, 
because when you're broken my God that means that you have nothing else that means that everything on the inside my God is broken it doesn't feel good it doesn't sound good we've been lost we've been put out of a place of familiarity it's not comfortable anymore he broke it and then when he broke it He gave it back to the disciples. He gave it back to the disciples. Gave it back to them. Now here it is. He didn't give it back to them whole. He gave them half a loaf here, half a loaf. Broke the two fish. Broken in half. See, I've been teaching y'all that sometimes you got to ask for your revenge. Sometimes you got to ask God, can we pursue? I begin to ask God, can we pursue? He said, no, not, not yet, not yet, not yet. He said, I want you to stand, see, station yourself and experience the miracle and saving power of God, the saving grace. And he gives it back to the disciples and he says, now you go feed them. Are you crazy? You're going to bless my stuff. Then you're going to break my stuff. And then you're going to give it back to me. And not tell me to keep it. But then you're going to tell me to give it to the 5,000. I only had two fish and five loaves of bread. Well, if you break them all up into pieces, you already been given back what more than you had. Did y'all hear what I said? When he gave it back to them, he gave it back to them with increase. When they tried to break us, they didn't understand that when God was breaking us, that when he would give us the next building, it would come with increase, my God. We didn't have to buy no new chairs, my God. We didn't have to put no carpet down. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. All we had to do is just bring our stuff and set up. Can I tell you, the miracle is everything you see except for the building and the chairs belong to us. We ain't sneaking from Renner Center. We ain't sneaking from Guitar Center. It paid off. So whatever shut down, we got a speaker, we got a keyboard. We can take our church right to the street because it's ours. Turns around and he gives it to the disciples. And he says, now you feed them. Come here, elder. Come here, Nathan. Put it in your hand. You go feed them. Come here, son. Go feed them. Put it in your hand. Go feed them. Come here, Carrie. Come here, come here. Feed them, feed them, feed them, serve them. Go feed them, go feed them, go feed them. You feed them. But I'm broken. Feed them. I only got two fish and five loaves. Feed them. We're too small. Feed them. We ain't got enough people. Feed them. 
feed them, 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 serve them, feed them. Now y'all come back. You gotta come back. Come on back, come on back, come on back. You're broken. I got it. You've been broken. You're broken. This is all prophetic. Because all three of them understand what it means to be blessed in a desolate place. God sent you to help somebody else and he breaks you and gives it back to you and tells you, don't you take it for yourself. Give your little to the thousands. My God, are you crazy? And he says, go feed them. Feed them. End of the story says that after they all ate, somebody say all. After they all ate, when the disciples looked around, start looking around, looking around, they start looking around, they start looking at the people, and out of nowhere, 12 baskets, my God, 12, 12, the number of divine government, my God, y'all ain't hear what I'm saying, uh, the divine moment of God, my God, 12, the number of the tribes, y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. Uh, 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 they look around and, and they start collecting broken pieces. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. Uh, blessed, broken, and given. I was blessed when I stepped out on faith. I was broken when I started walking in ministry. Did you hear what I said? I, I was broken when I gave my tithe. I was broken when I gave that seed. I, I was broken when I gave my last. But, but now I'm giving out of my brokenness. I'm giving out of my pain. I'm giving out of my suffering. I'm giving out of my affliction. But then at the end of the story, God is faithful, my God. When you give, I'm gonna give it back to you. Good measure pressed down, broken together. Will men give back into your bosom? I'll never be broke another day in my life. I'll never be barren another day in my life. I'll never be poor another day in my life. Here it is. Here it is. The problem with broken people is that you're looking for your blessing out of your wholeness. When God is saying, I can't repair you until you pick up what you gave broken and allow it to be returned back to you. See, 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 we're trying to ask God to restore us completely before we get the reward. Why don't you ask God to restore you in the middle of your brokenness? Why are you not praying the prayer that while I'm broken, will you bring me out of debt? 
While I'm broken, will you give me the business? While I'm broken, will you restore all of my family? Will you restore everything, every dream? While I'm broken, while I'm hurting, not when it's all over. See, a lot of times when you've made whole, you're not going to really understand the sacrifice of the reward that God gives you. He blessed them in the midst of their brokenness. If you and I would just look around and look at the broken pieces that are on the ground, it says, and when they started collecting what was left over, they begin to pick up broken pieces. My broken dream, my broken marriage, broken health, broken purpose and broken commitment my, my brokenness with my children I'm picking it up what, what y'all doing pick it up 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 they start picking it up not putting it in their pockets and put it in their pockets they start putting it in baskets baskets represent the overflow of increase and he says, your baskets will be full. Your storehouses will be full. Your cupboards will be full. Blessed in the city, blessed in the fields. Come on, get on your feet, Rock Church. And I need you to stop looking around at your broken pieces and begin to celebrate that God has rewarded us in a broken season where most churches, where most people, where most pastors would have quit and shut the doors and not showed up again. Somebody say blessed, broken, given. Come on, say it again. Say I'm blessed, I'm broken, and I'm given. Lift up your hands. I declare that in Jesus' name, that every idea that you stepped out on that just because it didn't work doesn't mean that God is punishing you it simply means that God broke you and now he's waiting on you to give out of your brokenness serve out of your brokenness remain faithful out of your brokenness go try it again out of your brokenness do it again 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 don't give up. Do it again. Do it again, Val. Do it again, Angel. Do it again, Byron. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Go and try out again. Go, go and do it again and again and again and again until it happens. But until it happens, stay faithful. Don't throw in the towel as you lift your hands now. Father, we make this decree, this sacrifice to you now, that we will minister out of the broken areas of our life. Father, we will not put a timetable, but we believe that you can restore us in a great way in our brokenness as if we were already whole. But can I give it to you like this? I just heard him say, your brokenness is attached to your wholeness. 
you might be broken but you're whole in my presence because now I got all of you now I got your attention I've got you in my hands so remain broken understanding that you have purpose destiny and power in your hand in Jesus name we pray amen amen come on put your hands together Jesus name 